Hey guys, it is Julia and Marco back again with a bonus episode. We're going to try to do more Cincy Brewery news uh, as stuff comes up as some of our bonus content. The first one being that today, as of this recording, the 27th is Ohio Pint Day which there's always a, a local Ohio artist that designs some amazing artwork that goes right. on a pint glass, and then a limited number of those glasses go to any number of participating breweries in the entire state of Ohio. And it's just very interesting because there are some years that I remember those glasses go fast, like within an hour, two hours, three hours, they're gone from certain breweries. And other years, you still see them at those breweries being offered like a week or two right. later. And this year feels like a year where they are going fast. They are going super fast. Super fast. Super fast. Uh, I know at the place that I don't work at, we opened at um, 1130. And by 4 o'clock, we were going through the three boxes of glasses that we had. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I've kind of seen at you know, a lot of social media posts. Like, hey, we have these. We don't know how long they're going to last couple hours later they're posting hey we're sold out of the glasses but please still come in and have a pint it's I, the design this year is amazing it's fantastic but uh but yeah uh, ohio pint week is or pint week pint day is something really really cool if you're able to get one of the glasses it's it's always fun it's always an amazing design i think i only have one uh, one glass, just because, again, depending on my work schedule, when I'm able to get to a brewery, what time they open, what time the glasses get there, you either have time to get one or you don't. And this feels like one of those years where uh, where you don't, which adds to the, the kind of exclusivity conversation that happens with beer releases and stuff like that when it falls on, on a weekday. So live update, Julia. As of Ooh. 7 p.m., uh, Greenworks still has some glasses. That's 7 okay. p.m. as we record right. on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. By the so. time this episode comes out, if I can get this episode out tomorrow along with our calendar episode, I will. But if, you're, if your sole purpose is to go to one of the local breweries just to get a glass, call them first. See if they still have them. And for God's sake, if you show up to a brewery hoping to get one of these glasses and they are out of them, Still buy a pint of beer. Still support those breweries. You know, it's it's not their fault. They are only allocated a certain number of glasses. Like, I don't believe there's the breweries pick how many they they get. I mean, you could tell me. It's kind of kind of iffy. Yeah, it's not. That. That's not on my end. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't order those. Um, and I don't know if that was the decision made before uh, I came on board or, mm-hmm. or if it was a, a company-wide decision right. uh, across all the brands. Yep. But, but still support the breweries, whether they have a pint, yeah. a pint day glass or not. They do look awesome. Kind of sad if I don't get one, but at the same time, yeah, they, they do look awesome. Yeah. And, and that could play a, a bit into it. I mean, cause there've been, uh, photos on social media about the glasses and they look fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they look really, really good. Uh, but, but I, I have to think it's a combination of things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, breweries putting out lists that they're going to have the glasses, the glasses looking awesome, you supporting your local brewery. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you show up for the glass, like you said, and they're out, then, I mean, they're out. And I get if your quest is, is to find the glass. Like, there's a lot of, of places around sure. uh, where maybe... There are lots of pockets and, where you can hit up a bunch pockets, of places. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There are pockets where you can hit up a place and 
maybe one place is out and another place two miles, three miles down the road, less than less than five miles has a glass. And right. so that's cool too. And that that's part of the experience is uh, maybe you actually don't normally go to the one that you end up buying a glass from, yes. but you have a pint and then you enjoy your day and you enjoy, you know, the, the space, that kind of thing. So it, it's pretty cool to have yeah. that, that sort of, um, fervor, uh, for this. And that was the intention, yes. right? The intention yes. was to build, uh, a demand, a demand for a limited product. Exactly. Yep. And to support local. Yeah. And I think that we've talked about this before in the vein of, limited slash exclusive beer releases like some breweries are doing their their very limited beer releases in the middle of the week like at you know noon on a wednesday or a thursday or something to where most people they're working they're at their jobs they can't just step out for you know to to go to a brewery to try to get you know a bottle a can of four pack six pack whatever it might be of this beer but then that also plays into how important is it to you to get this particular item because they've been talking about it for a couple weeks now it's on social media like hey this is coming this is the design this year this is right. this is happening if it's something that is that important to you maybe try to work around whatever your current schedule is to try to ensure you're at one of your favorite breweries to get one when they open. Wouldn't that be but, amazing if two, three, four years from now that it was a day that was so big that, that people were actually putting in PTO time for and breweries sure. were actually uh, like staffing up big. And, that would be awesome. You know, doing a big thing for Ohio Pint Day. That would be awesome. So guys, let's make this happen. The next couple, the next two, three years, make there be such a demand for this that the the group that, that does Ohio Pint Day actually has to petition, this needs to be an Ohio holiday. Can't guarantee it, it means you get off work that day, but have it be something official on the books this day. Don't be surprised if half of your workforce requests off so that they can go out and get one of the absolutely amazing... Like every year, the last several years, the designs have been wonderful. I think it's been three. Three? They've, they've all been amazing. I and know they, that I didn't get the first year. If it has been, I, I didn't get the first year's glass. It might, it might I be I want to say two, it's been longer than that, but I could be completely four, wrong. Four? Three? Four? It would, like four or five, but I think okay. four, three or four sounds right. But, yeah. I mean, again... The way that I've been going today, I don't know anything anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. So don't take my word for how long Ohio Pint Glass Day has been happening. It's been fun. It's been amazing. It's been fun. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other other news that we that has kind of recently come out in social media is uh, about Paradise Brewing, specifically yep. their Anderson location. They are closing down the homebrew store section of their business. Yeah. And they're just going to be brewery only yeah so this is big from a couple of different fronts that you know um, they started off as a homebrew shop right 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 and then became a brewery right uh how so many uh you know commercial brewers came into commercially brewing is through homebrewing right you know and and uh, of course there are many that didn't you know there are many that uh, sat at the bar, drank beer, and and had a passion for for beer and craft beer, and, and decided that hey, uh, 
you know, if you ever need an extra hand and you, 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 you know, uh, went behind the curtain and, and made some beer and or maybe or did some bartending for, shifts and then signed started. up for the brewery program at Cincinnati yeah. State. Yeah. But but so many people that that actually produce beer uh, started in home brewing and uh, home brewing is a whole nother arm of the craft brewers association. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so for there to be one less place locally where you can go and speak to an expert mm-hmm. uh, or, or somebody who is a learned, let's say. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I get how people don't like, in many terms, they're, they're humble and don't want to be labeled with, you know, titles. Such as in craft brewing, the, the term brewmaster is very, very, uh, they, they don't love the term. Right. Unless, right. unless you're somebody who went through uh, all of these, you know, uh, classically trained through um, through higher education experiences uh, to be termed a quote-unquote brewmaster. Nobody, they don't like the term. Mm -hmm. Um, They'd rather be called brewer, head brewer, um, you know, production man, all these other things. But that that title is something that is is reserved for the most educated of educated. Yeah, so we had a little bit of a break, uh, yes. a little, little impromptu uh, break. Uh, Talking one of the to some amazing people. Amazing people. One of the one of the patrons here, and actually a contributor to our podcast. Yes, Jake. Jake. Uh, he, congratulations. Congratulations, Jake. <laughs> uh, Jake uh, closed on a new house yesterday, and then uh, surprised his uh, longtime girlfriend with a proposal. Yeah. Uh, so they are so engaged. Exciting. And so we took a break to, uh, hear the story and congratulate them. And then also, and, uh, Mo walked in as well. Yes. Regular Love Mo. Mo. Love Mo. Uh, walked in and said hi with her dog. Uh, and then she said, do you want some brisket that I made? And we went, yes, yes we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's been uh, a good night. Yeah. So we had a, a little bit of fun, but, uh, to pick back up where we were, yeah, yes. I mean, so uh, the the term brewmaster all the way to head brewer, that kind of thing, yes. and whatever. But yes, uh, so many of us, and I'll say us because I was one of the people who was homebrewing and who got in the craft beer business and then essentially wound up finding a way to work my, into, my way into the craft beer business full time. But... Home brewing is, for so many people, uh, a, a way of a passion and enjoyment, a, a, you know, a, a hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a huge hobby. And for anybody who's out there thinking about doing it, you should do it. And for anybody who's out there wondering, well, you know, I'm not sure. No, it's, it's, it's. It's definitely something worth, worth exploring. Sure. Yeah, so, absolutely. So with Paradise closing down the home brew port, the home brewing shop portion of their business, so they're just going to be 100% brewery, which is, I think it's all thing. like, if you look at the big picture, I feel like it's good news because it gives them a chance to focus on the absolutely amazing beers that they make. Yeah. And they even said it just, after the pandemic with everything else, it just wasn't a financial a financially viable part of their business. 
So it's not something to where they're like, we need to completely close down shop entirely. No more Paradise anything. It is just the homebrew store portion of their business, which since I'm not a, ho- a home brewer, it doesn't really impact me the way that it might it might impact, say, you or any number of people that use their expertise, as you said, to break into craft beer. Right. But I do know that it will leave a bit of a gap in, I guess, that part of town. The only places that I'm aware of that also sell homebrew equipment are Party Source in Kentucky and Listerman. There might be more. I'm just not aware Jungle of them. Jungle Gyms does. Is it Jungle Gyms as well? Okay. okay. Yeah, but what you're not getting at Jungle Gyms is that you personal? did get at Paradise is that personal interaction. Yeah. That, that, that experience. experience where you could uh, speak to somebody. Right. I mean, when you go right. into Jungle Gyms for home brewing supplies and equipment, you're grabbing a kid off the shelf. You're not talking you're, to another home brewer. No. Right, right. You might, you might, but chances of that are you are might slim. bump into one, but sure, sure. There, there's nobody on staff but I that like I'm aware of that is actually hey, I have a, a question about home brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do I ask? Right, but I, I I have a strong suspicion that if you get a paradise to get a beer, and you start talking to someone there. And mention homebrewing. They're still going to help you out. They can't sell you anything. They're not going to have any product to sell you. Like, oh, try these hops or, you know, this malt or this piece of equipment. But I'm sure that that expertise that they have, they are still going to be more than happy to to share it with you, to talk about it with you. So it, it certainly isn't a one-door closing, another-door opening situation. Right. In my head, it's a... A portion of the business that, if they tried to keep it up and running, maybe it would have caused the entire Paradise brand to not be able to do what they wanted to do. So now they're able to focus on making absolutely amazing beers, focusing on, you know, the taproom experiences. Yes, it's sad that a chunk of their business is going away. I'm not trying to say that, you know, it's still a shame in that aspect, but... I'm glad that they were able to make a financial decision for their business that keeps their business open, as opposed to, like we talked about last week, you know, Rolling Mills, Rebel Metal, to where whatever those financial situations were, they did not have any way of continuing operations. And I will uh, give a shout out to Basic Brewing Radio. Uh, That is a podcast, Basic Brewing. Uh, They are also on YouTube. Uh, they've been around for a long, long time, and uh, yeah, uh, some of the uh, some of the intro music and some of the graphics are sort of old because they've been doing it a long time. And uh, but it, they are very passionate about home brewing. That is their thing, and they 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 have a lot of recipes. They have. A website you can get silicone pints you can get uh, log books uh, because home brewers should document the way that they do things mm-hmm. you know the process that they go through and and all of those things so basic brewing radio is is certainly a resource that uh, i had listened to going to it's on my uh podcast list every week i don't get to it every week because of you know the 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 commitment that we've made to Cincinnati Craft Beer and Craft Beer Podcasting has uh, pushed some of the regular things I, I used to listen to uh, off to the side. 
But uh, for those interested in home brewing and say, well, what do I do now? Yes, there are resources out there. And I just want to put a bug in Paradise's ear. It wouldn't be terrible if you spent 15 or 20 minutes once a week or once every two weeks to talk to the home brewing community and maybe, you know, whether it's, you know, talk about a recipe or talk about a brew or, you know, give some uh, some some thoughts, some words of wisdom to the homebrew community. Or even expanding on that once a month, have like a one hour homebrewers night to where an hour before the tap room opens to the public. If you're a homebrewer, because you know that most of the people working there are going to be there an hour before those doors open anyway, sure. making sure everything's fine. Hey, if you're a homebrewer and you have questions about homebrewing, stop on in. We'll have some people on hand that, that would be more than happy to talk to you. We'll share some of our knowledge, answer some of your questions. I think that could still be an amazing resource if they have the availability to, to do that. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, everybody who uh, might have any... Uh, be miffed in any way that this is happening. Just think about it. The number of grains, the number of hops, the number of yeast that's available, mm-hmm. the amount of, of things that you need to procure from a business standpoint. It's so much easier to procure now from an online standpoint where they have all the inventory, they have all the resources, uh, you know, running a homebrew shop, uh, from, you know, the, the, the hoses. I mean, a homebrew shop is not just malt, grain, yeast. Homebrew right. shop is the CO2. Right. You know, it's, right. it's, it's uh, can you get your CO2 there? It's can you get your, you know, can you, can you get a corny keg? Can you get, uh, you know, different, uh, different attachments and, and different things, you know, all these little different things that all these homebrewers need. Is like to supply those, to stock those, to see the turn in those, the homebrewing books, whether you, you know, have them, the right ones, the ones that people want. I mean, it's so much to keep up with. And, you know, the sell-through, I think, is hard to, to, to gauge and to manage to right. be a profitable business. Honestly, it's probably more profitable and, and more sensible uh, of an online business where you're just sort of a middle person, you know, filtering out to everybody else. Um, but, you know, the, the knowledge, um, being able to speak to somebody in the knowledge, I think that's... It's more valuable than that's the more valuable. equipment from them, yes. Absolutely. I mean, hopefully once things kind of calm down and anything that they have left over from the homebrew equipment they were selling, I'd love to see them be able to expand their tap room into the front of the space that was the, the homebrew store, home brew store, essentially. Um, don't know what their plans are. They haven't mentioned it. I don't know why they wouldn't kind of expand the tap room farther into that area, give, you know, space for more people to show up to enjoy more of their beer. But yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to say, like, I'm happy to see a portion of their business close, but I'm happy that they are doing what they feel they need to do to keep the... The, the most important part of their business that they feel is the most important part, the brewery aspect, the taproom aspect, going and going strong. So. Yeah, I mean, it, that's what ultimately is is going to keep the business alive. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just get rid of the, you know, the, the couplers and the gaskets and the manifolds and the, you know, all the little things that, you know, you need to stock for, 
that one time somebody needs something. Hey, you know, it, maybe just, they could hold on to some of that stuff to bolt the chairs to the floor so you don't get knocked off your chair by a uh, super sweet somebody dog. Somebody did when get they're there. <laughs> Knocked off a chair. Uh, But anyways, yes. So Paradise Brewing closing the homebrew part of their business. Yes. Uh, Like we said, there are places, there are few uh, places to get homebrewing supplies and ingredients on hand. Um, uh, Lishman is one where it's a little more sort of on the vein of a brewer's sort of place. Uh, Jungle Gyms is more along the lines of a... Um, I just need a kit or I need something in an emergency or uh, I just need, you know, a couple ounces or a half ounce or an ounce of this hop or or this yeast. Uh, Everything else can be procured basically online from a resource that, uh, you know, that that you can easily access. Uh, The knowledge, though, uh, with the people is really the difference. Right, right, yeah, and that's what I was going to say, that aside from the knowledge of the people that ran the homebrew store, that are running still existing homebrew stores and departments in in existing Cincinnati, uh, the Cincinnati area, do you see this impacting Cincinnati homebrewers on a grand scale, or do you think that it's it may not be noticed as much just because of, as you said, the kind of online presence of being able to buy this? And the only reason I ask is because it is a Cincinnati brewery that is still able to be present, fully functional, by closing this one aspect of their business. Uh, I don't see it uh, being uh, in any way... Uh, needle-moving or devastating aspect. And okay. here's here's okay. the reason why I say that. I'm going to give a, 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 a recent example. Okay. Okay, so when I started homebrewing back, uh, what was it, 17 years ago or something like that, you know, that's that's one thing. I, I had a problem with, at the place I don't work at, uh, we call a mechanical company okay. for, for mechanical things, obviously, dishwashers, sure, freezers, sure. you know, that sort of thing. Sure. I said, hey, uh, the soda gun's not working properly. Um, you know, I've, I've got a couple of buttons, uh, pour CO2. The other buttons, it, it, pour, it, it just pours uh, syrup, not CO2. Anyway, so this, this guy's a jack of all trades. Sure. And so he comes back to me like 20, 30 minutes later, and he shows me a picture, and he says, hey, look, in your soda gun, these two things were wrong. These two things uh, were were switched. I was like, how the hell do you know that? Like, how do you? How <laughs> can you fix my freezer? How can you fix my freezer? How can you understand what's wrong with this plumbing drain? How can you know what's wrong with with this dishwasher? And then you just know what's wrong with my soda gun. And he said, right. well, I was on the phone with uh, support, and I just uh, looked it up online, and I figured out that. Uh, these things were different or these things need to be changed. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's not inherent knowledge. It's not like your parents pass this knowledge down to you. It's not like your mentor in the company passes knowledge down to you. Uh, you just looked online. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's the way it is today, sure. right? And What's nice is that knowledge isn't going anywhere. Just the physical, like the ability to walk into a brick and mortar store to get the one or two components you might need 
a small segment of that availability in Cincinnati is going away with this. But again, that knowledge from the people that were there is still going to be present in the Cincinnati craft beer community. And uh, all of the publications that the craft beer community, uh, whether it be through, uh, you know, podcasting or through books or through, uh, you know, the, the different publications mm-hmm. from uh, the Homebrew, uh, Homebrewers Association or the Craft Brewers Association, uh, they are going to give you know a lot of information i know when uh hazy ipa started that a lot of people wanted to be very reserved about how they were doing this Mm -hmm. and it's not really a secret anymore no uh it you know you don't need to quote unquote figure it out there's information out there and you can you know you can you can do this uh Hell, there, uh, Mitch Steele wrote the book on IPA a long time ago when he was head brewer at uh, Stone. There's a book out about hazy IPA. Uh, there's a book out about brewing with, you know, things forged in the wild. There's a book about brewing, home brewing with uh, uh, cannabis. You know, I mean... We all can the, all the figure all this is, out. Right, all the information is out there. Again, just the, the brick and mortar. If you're one of those people that likes to walk into a brick and mortar store, talk face-to-face with someone instead of reading something online or just in a book, again, that, that education, that information yeah. from the people isn't going anywhere. Just the ability to get those components from a brick and mortar store is. Well, and I could I see the day where that comes back. Oh, Sure. I, I, I would definitely could see the day where that. that comes back. I would agree. And so, and if you're a home brewer that's passionate, uh, find a club. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing I'd say. If if you're if you're a lone wolf, that's fine. I was a lone wolf. Um, but if you're one who needs uh, a community, um, find a club and go for it. So. Sounds good. Well, was there anything else that uh, Cincinnati Brewery news related that we needed to touch on, or? Is that kind of wrap up what we had found out about uh, this past week for episode two-ish of uh, CBN, Cincinnati Brewery, whatever we're going to end up calling these mini mini episodes where we let you know about some of the news and not just the calendar events or the podcast recaps, but some of the actual news related to Cincinnati, the Cincinnati craft beer scene that we want to share with you. If you guys know something going on in the Cincinnati brewery world that you feel is newsworthy, is worth talking about, let us know. You should. We are at Truth Beer Pod on all your favorite social media platforms or shoot us an email, truthbeerpod at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, uh, I'm going to continue to enjoy this amazing brisket from Mo. We're going to buy Jake another beer or two to celebrate yep. his new engagement and his new home. For sure. And Marco, I will see you back here on Tuesday, right? Let's do it, Julia. Let's cheers. Cheers. Have a good one, everybody.